Wednesday, November the 17th. And this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Germany halts Nord Stream 2 and America and China to talk nuclear. First, the world in brief. European gas prices surged after Germany suspended the approval process for the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from Russia to Europe. Germany's energy regulator said it would only certify the pipeline's operating company if it were compliant under German law. America and some European countries have argued the pipeline will deepen the continent's reliance on Russian gas. Migrants stuck at the Belarusian border with Poland were met with water cannons and tear gas by Polish border guards as they attempted to cross into the European Union. The migrants were seen throwing rocks across the border. The bloc has prepared further sanctions on Belarus, accusing its government of pushing migrants to the border in an effort to split the EU. The White House said that America and China agreed to hold talks on nuclear arms controls, though the date, format and range of discussions must still be negotiated. The announcement followed a friendly, though largely platitudinal, summit between Presidents Joe Biden and Xi Jinping on Tuesday. America has recently professed alarm at the pace at which China is developing nukes. The International Olympic Committee issued long-awaited guidelines recommending that biological males who identify as women be permitted to compete in women's sport without having to alter their bodies or be regarded as holding a, quote, unverified competitive advantage. Currently, transgender women must reduce their testosterone levels to compete. The IOC left it up to individual sports whether to implement its framework. A triple suicide bombing in Kampala, the capital of Uganda, killed at least six people, including the bombers, and wounded 30 more. The explosions went off near the central police station and parliament. No one has claimed responsibility, but the police suggested that the attack was carried out by terrorist groups linked to the Allied Democratic Forces, which is aligned with Islamic State. Joe Biden banned members of Nicaragua's government from entering America. Earlier this month, he slammed the country's, quote, sham elections, in which Daniel Ortega and his wife, Rosario Murillo, claimed victory. The ban applies to all Nicaragua's elected officials. Quote, the repressive and abusive acts of the Ortega government and those who support it compel the United States to act, Mr. Biden said. Pfizer signed a deal with a UN-backed group allowing other companies to make its new COVID-19 pill. The medicine's patent pool will now let generic drug manufacturers produce it in 95 developing countries, covering over half the world's population. The antiviral pills have shown promising results in reducing the severity of infection. And figure of the day, 55%. China's share of world coal consumption. The rule of thumb for commodity traders is that China consumes, quote, half of everything. For some materials, such as iron ore, even this is an understatement. 
And now, here's today's agenda. Eyes Eastward America Assesses the China Threat A report published by the American government on Wednesday promises grim but riveting reading, at least for those who fret about China's threat to American security. Congress orders these meaty US-China Commission reports to be produced every year. The most recent edition ran to 587 pages. This year's sheds light on the Chinese Communist Party's big ambitions. The report covers the regime's push for greater control over corporations and Hong Kong, as well as the Chinese drive for leadership in synthetic biology, digital currencies and cloud computing. It also assesses the risks posed by financial interconnectivity with China. And with China rattling its sabres of late, the chapters on defence will be especially scrutinised. One covers the expansion of China's nuclear forces, another its readiness for an attempt to seize Taiwan by force. The island's future provoked the most forthright exchanges between Presidents Joe Biden and Xi Jinping during their virtual summit on Monday. Emergency every day. Delhi's smog. Nothing is clear in India's chaotic capital this week. A noxious clag over the city is seeping into homes and lungs. Cause and effect is lost in the haze. The government reckons that farmers burning crop stubble are a minor contributor, accounting for just 4 to 10% of the particulate matter hanging in the air. Factory and traffic fumes and Diwali fireworks have also been blamed. Whatever the reason, the pollution is now about 17 times worse than the World Health Organization deems tolerable, and it is expected to get worse over the next three days. Survival is the first priority. At the weekend, the city's government shut down schools and construction sites and proposed a broader, quote, lockdown. Now a familiar idea, 21 months into the pandemic. Then the Supreme Court waded in too, ruling that all non-essential travel should be curbed and offices closed. Whether they will be and when remains as clear as the Delhi sky. Further to climb. Euro area inflation. The European Commission publishes its latest euro area inflation figures on Wednesday. They will further fuel debate on whether the recent surge in prices in many European countries is transitory or more long term. The median forecast of economists polled by Bloomberg, a provider of financial information, is that consumer price growth will peak at 4.2% in the fourth quarter, higher than the previously predicted 3.6%. They also guess that a year later, the rate will dwindle to 1.6%. That is below the European Central Bank's 2% target for the medium term, and its forecast of 2.2% for 2021. Not everyone agrees. Christian Zeving, the chief executive of Deutsche Bank, Germany's biggest bank, this week called on the ECB to tighten monetary policy. This, he said, would provide, quote, countermeasures against rising inflation, 
which he warned would last longer than policymakers expected. In October, German inflation soared to 4.6%, a level not seen for decades. Up, up and away. House prices. Just as housing prices soar in Spain, attempts to contain them are growing ever more intense. The government recently passed a housing bill, due to take effect in the second half of 2022, aimed at residential property owners. The package includes rent controls and higher taxes on vacant units. Developers may also have to set aside some properties for social housing. This is a blow for companies such as Blackstone, an American private equity firm that has become Spain's biggest private landlord, owning nearly 30,000 homes across the country. Policymakers are in a bind. In the first quarter of this year, annual house prices across the OECD, a club of mostly rich countries, rose by 9.4%, their fastest pace in 30 years. Labour and material shortages in the construction industry also mean that the capacity to build new homes is severely constrained. Other countries may study how Spain is responding to the problem. They shouldn't. Rent caps make building new homes less profitable and thus worsen supply shortages. Anyone for a tennis biopic? King Richard. 20 years after playing a sports champion, Muhammad Ali, in Ali, Will Smith plays the father of two more, tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams. King Richard, directed by Reynaldo Marcus Green, will be released in American theatres and on HBO Max on Friday. Covering the years prior to Venus's professional debut in 1994, the drama recounts Richard Williams' efforts to train and promote his daughters while working as a security guard in Compton, a rough neighbourhood of Los Angeles. The filmmakers serve up the kind of inspirational rags-to-extreme-riches fairy tale that rallies audiences and wins trophies. A bearded, greying Mr Smith has been tipped for an Oscar nomination. But King Richard doesn't ignore Mr Williams's less sporting behaviour such as his abandonment of his older children and his unkind remarks about his daughter's competitors. The viewer is left to decide whether Richard deserves his royal title. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Doris Lessing, who died on this day in 2013. In the writing process, the more the story cooks, the better. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 